This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit allentempleamec.com slash donate. Thank you for listening. Our scripture was read earlier, but I just want to lift up verses 10 and 11. Our scripture came from Psalms 46, 7 through 11. And verse 10 says, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted among the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob, our fortress. Just for a few minutes this morning, just pray with me on the sermon topic, a still God. A still God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we welcome you this morning. We thank you for all your goodness. Lord, the people didn't come to hear me, but they came to hear a word from you. So Lord, as I decrease, let you increase, and let me be the vessel to deliver the word that you want the people to hear. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. This psalm encourages us to hope and trust in God and his power and his providence, his gracious presence with his church in the worst of times, and directs us to give him the glory of what he has done for us and what he will do for us. To assure ourselves that God who has glorified his name will glorify it yet again and to comfort ourselves with that. Understand that God is the fountain of power, wisdom, goodness, and truth. The word used here, be still, comes from rapid, means properly to cast down, to let fall, to let hang down, then to be relaxed, slackened, especially in the hands. It is also employed in the sense that would express the idea of leaving matters with God, or being without anxiety about the issue. Exodus 14 and 13 says, stand still and see the salvation of God. In this place, the word seems to be used as meaning that there was no anxiety, that there was to be a calm, comforting, trustful state of mind, knowing that God had everything under control. Now, many of you may not know that I'm a self-proclaimed philosopher. (laughs) And I say that because I have disputed theories by the great philosophers. And I'm going to dispel one of those theories today. This is a, a glass that has water in it. Some have argued that the glass is half full Some have argued that the glass is half empty. 
Well, I'm going to prove this theory right now. The glass is now empty. What is zero plus zero? Zero. What is zero times zero? In order for you to have something, you must have something. You cannot have something of nothing. Empty is what it is. Empty, void, nothing. There is no such thing as half empty. But if your glass is half full, meaning that you have Jesus with you, you will always have a chance. Amen. So remember, your glass is always half full if you have Jesus with you. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. I think Billy Preston said that back in the day. So how many of us have ever been in trouble? How many of us have had financial troubles? Relationships fail. At times when trouble comes, it is a natural reaction for our faith to decrease. It is a natural reaction to lose hope. We are calling on God, and it seems that God is not listening to our prayers. Even when God answers them, but not in the way that we want them answered, we still have some kind of feeling that, well, I, I don't know if, if, if God is, is, is there. You know, we may want to start doing things in a contradictory way to our faith. Sometimes we may revert back to some of the old things we did before we started the transformation process. It is easy to go back to our comfort zone where we are familiar and feel more secure. But when you step out on faith, it shows signs that you are growing spiritually. Even when God doesn't answer that prayer, it doesn't mean that he's not listening. He is still God. God is our refuge. God is our strength. A very present help in the times of trouble. Therefore, we shall not fear, though the earth be removed. Yay, well, that's easy for you to say, preacher. You're a man of faith, but I'm still a man first. And this calling robe don't give me any special protection than anybody else. Let me share a story with you. Now, I'm going to use this first statement as a disclaimer. Okay? You know on the commercials how they say cigarettes may be bad for your health? That, that's a disclaimer, but they still want you to buy it. So... Tell the truth to shame the devil. <laughs> so I grew up in church all my life. Not because I wanted to go, because my mom made us go. There was never a time in my life that I never went to church. Went to Sunday school every morning. Went to conferences. I mean, I, I, I did it all. YPD, everything. I was in church from sun up to sundown on Sundays. So I could tell you all the disciples. 
I could quote scripture. Oh, I, I knew the Bible like the back of my hand because that's how much I stayed in the Bible. Now, I'm saying all this to say that when I became a teenager, I didn't always go to church for the spiritual aspect. You know, I wanted to talk to the girls after service. I, I, can I keep it real with you? So I wasn't holy all my life because everybody don't go to church just to praise God. Some people have other reasons. But on Monday, September 14th, 1981, I was a freshman in college. I came to my dorm and the phone rang. It was the business office. They said, Mr. Scheider, we need you to come down here immediately. So I proceed down to the business office. And they said, well, you have an outstanding balance of $827.14. You have until this Friday to pay it. My grant did not come in. So my brother at the time was a senior, and I went to him and I said, hey, I got this bill, and I need to pay it by Friday. He's like, bro, I can't help you. I went to my roommate. I told my roommate, I got this bill. I got to pay it by Friday. He's like, shot, I can't do anything for you. So that Thursday, I'm sitting in my room, and my roommate came in. He said, what are you going to do? I said, you know what? I'm not leaving school. I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's going to work out. So that Friday morning, just as I'm leaving to go to the business office, the phone rang. It was a financial aid office. And I said, listen, I'm on my way down to the business office right now. And I had attitude and you know, was in a bad mood. I said, I'm on my way right now. They said, no, 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 this is a different issue. Stop by the financial aid office first. So I go down there, and I'm like, all right, what do you people want? I'm about to leave school. And they said, well, Mr. Scheider, there was an oversight. We have a check for you for $835, $828.35. I grabbed that check, and I ran to the business office. Here you go. Here's the money I owe you. Now, I said all that to say, because I want you to keep this in context. It's, it's not about me, but keep this in context. For the first time in my life, not only did I believe there was a God, I knew who God was. Now, I want you to sit in that for a minute. Here's this boy. Been in church all his life. Bible study, Sunday school. First time in my life, I believed there was a God and I knew who God was. God is a deliverer, a protector, a releaser when you're in bondage. We used to sing a song down south, Trouble in My Way. I have to cry. Sometime, so much trouble in my way. But I know one thing, Jesus will fix it after a while, Brother Brown. After a while, Jesus will fix it. So even in the midst of your trouble, 
a still God will be there with you. Even in the midst of your problems, a still God is always present. Even when you are going through your trials and tribulations, a still God will be there for you to lean on. He will be on your side. Even in the midst of heartbreak, whatever it is, you can lean on a still God. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you to the ends of the earth. You can trust in a still God. See what he has done. See where he has brought you from. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. I know it's hard sometimes because we're only human. We're only human. And sometimes we let the problems, the trials and tribulations affect our lives in a negative way. But it's going to be all right. Don't worry about your enemies talking about you. They talked about Jesus. God is still on the throne. He sits high and he looks low. If God is willing to wait, you need not be impatient. His time is the best time. And he will be exalted in due time. Psalms 37.7 says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people prospering around you. Don't worry about their wicked schemes that they're doing. All Christians should practice being still and quiet before the Lord. Just sit in his presence and focus on him. Meditate on the Lord and think about his goodness. For if God could close the lion's mouth when Daniel was in the lion's den, if God could part the Red Sea for Moses, to let the Israelites walk through on dry land. If God made the sun stand still for Joshua, if he opened the prison doors for Peter, if he raised Lazarus from the dead, if he can heal a man who was by a pool for 30 years, if he can rescue three Hebrew boys from the fiery furnace, he can certainly take care of you. He knows our every need. God always hears our genuine prayers. He is the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Thank God. Thank God that we worship and praise a God. Yes, there is so much noise in your life. Allow God the quiet, the chaos around you. Be still and realize that he is the only one that matters. The other day I was at the hospital and someone stopped me and said, Rev, what if my life ends today? And I asked them, I said, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? He says, yes. I said, my brother, let me tell you this. With Christ, the end is never the end. The end is never the end. For he died for us, and we will be with him forever. God loves you my brothers and sisters. He is a still God. Don't ever lose hope. Don't ever lose faith. Don't ever give up because he loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for you. For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. 
He died for our sins on an old rugged cross. But that's not how the story ends. Because three days later, he got up with power and he defeated death. That's why we can sing the great hymn by Charles Albert Tenery. We are often tossed and driven on this restless sea of time. Somber skies and howling tempests oft succeed a bright sunshine. In that land of perfect day, when the mists have rolled away, we will understand it better by and by. By and by, when the morning come, all, all the saints of God will be gathering at home. We will tell the story how we overcome. We will overcome. We will have the victory, for we will understand it by and by. Brothers and sisters, trust and believe in a still God. Trust and believe that you have the victory, for God has given you the victory. No matter what you're going through in life, no matter your circumstances, God is always there. He's been there before. He'll be there again. Take it from someone who just gave their great testimony. Someone who has been in church all their life and didn't have a clue who God was. Didn't have a clue who God was. And you know why that is? Because that was the first time in my life I was tested. The first time I had my back up against the wall. The first time where I had doubt that God could not rescue me. And just like Peter, once I paid the business office, I wept bitterly because I felt ashamed for doubting God. I felt ashamed. Here I am supposed to be a Christian. Here I am believing that God can do anything but fail. And guess what? Doubt took over. But on that Thursday, on that Thursday evening, my confidence was restored. And that's why I told my roommate, I don't know how this is going to work out. Sometimes in our lives, we don't know how it's going to work out. It may look dark. It may look like the end. We don't know how it's going to work out. But somehow, God interjects into the situation. Somehow, God makes a way out of no way. Somehow, God shows up and shows out. That's why he is worthy to praise. We have to praise him in the morning. We have to praise him in the new day. We have to praise him at night. A still God, a still God, a still God will always be there for you. Don't ever doubt him. You can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. Don't ever doubt God. Don't ever doubt his wonders. Don't ever doubt his powers. Don't ever doubt anything. Yeah, you might be looking for that job. You might be looking for that relationship. You might be looking for this, looking for that. Well, God, I've been waiting. When are you going to show up? 
at the right time. At the right time. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And his ways are not our ways. His time definitely is not our time. Because if it was on our time, we would have had things a long, long time ago. We want things when we want things. But God says, I know best. I know best. And you have to trust him. Because God does know best. This is a message of hope. This is a message of self-awareness. Don't be like me. Don't be like me. Proclaiming to be a Christian. Proclaiming to know the Bible and not know who God is. Yeah, we've been coming to church all our lives. Years and years and years and years. But do you know who God really is? And not just when you're in trouble, but every day. Don't wait until trouble comes. Don't wait until something happens. Don't wait till you get sick to call on the Lord. Don't wait till you lose that job to call on the Lord. Don't wait until your kids are running amok. Don't wait. Know that there's a still God who loves you, who cares about you. He wants a relationship with you. Not just in those times when things get hard. He wants you to be there with him all the time. Listen, God will never leave you. We may leave him, truth be told. We may walk away from God sometimes. God, I've been calling on you over and over and over and over and over again. Well, I tell you what, God, since you're not going to fix it, I'm going to take care of it. And I'm going to mess it up because that's what happens. We mess it up. Instead of waiting on God and being patient, like his word said, we mess it up. Because we run out of patience. But wait on the Lord, for he will renew your strength. Wait on the Lord. For he is a still God. Wait, Walter. He's a still God. He's still on the throne. He still loves us. Will always love us. There's never a time since that incident that I've ever doubted God. Never a time that I've ever doubted him. Now, I may have been a little concerned. I may have been a little impatient. For I'm only human. We are only human. We're not going to give up. Because once you have Jesus, you have everything. You have everything. 
Jesus can do it all. How many miracles that he performed? How many people that he has healed? What can Jesus not do? It's make you come to him. But if something happened in your life where you need Jesus, he'll be there. Friends may turn their backs on you. Family may act funny sometimes. But Jesus will always be there to walk with you and to talk with you each and every minute of the day. Whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're walking down the street, wherever you are, walk and talk with him. You know, I was praying about this sermon, and most of the things that I've said is not even on the manuscript. I said Jesus was going to come in, and he was going to say what someone needed to hear today. Someone needed to know that there's a still God. Someone needed to know all you got to do is call upon his name and he will be there. You don't have to wait 18 years. You don't have to wait 40 years, 50 years. Know that God is watching everything everything. He's watching everything. And don't think he's not. He's aware of what's going on in your life. He's aware of what's going on in the world, for he holds the world in his hands. Just trust and believe in a still God. Be still and know that I am God. Just be still. Be still. You know, I always wrestle with God. I said, God, I want to preach today. I want to preach. And God said, no, this, this is a teaching message. This is a teaching message. Someone needs to listen and listen carefully to what was said. This is a teaching message. And I want it to sink in, particularly the part when I said I've been going to church all my life and didn't know who God was. Some of you may feel the same way. Yeah, we worship, we shout, we praise. All those things are good. And that's what God wants. But do you really know him? Do you really know him? Do you really have a relationship with him? So when trouble come, where do you go? Do you go grab something to drink? Something to smoke to calm your nerves? Where do you go? Do you go to that prayer closet? Do you get on your hands and knees? Where do you go? I'm just saying. Like I say, it's so easy to revert back to what we feel comfortable with. So easy to go back to those old friends who are bad influences on us. It is so easy 
Because that's our comfort zone. So easy to do that than to stand up for God and say, for God I live and for God I will die. Because I believe in a still God. God bless you.